So she made herself some toast and jam. She wasn't very hungry anyway. She wished Tanya wasn't away on holiday in Greece, and that she hadn't lost touch with most of her other friends since her marriage. Tanya wasn't the only one who hadn't taken to stew. But the others had voted with their feet, making excuses not to get together until she stopped inviting them. It was at times like this that Gabby most missed having close family. Her parents were dead. They had been quite old when they'd had her, a late-life surprise. They'd seen that she was reasonably well-educated and had treated her with mild fondness, but they'd been too set in their ways to change. Unfortunately, they'd died, one after the other, a couple of years after she finished business college. And the money she might have expected to inherit from the sale of their house turned out to have been invested in a reverse mortgage to buy an annuity which they'd only had the benefit of for a couple of years. Everything had been left to her, but after she'd cleared the house and paid the remaining bills from their bank account, there had been very little to inherit. She still really resented that wasted annuity. She could have found them better financial help had they asked for it, which they never did. As she emptied their house, she was upset to find very little information about either side of the family. No old photos, letters or diaries. Her mother had insisted on clearing everything out after her husband died and had refused Gabby's help. You won't want to go through our personal things, dear. It's a thankless task, believe me. There's nothing of interest to anyone but Henry and me. Anyway, clearing it all out will give me something to do. But Gabby hadn't expected her mother to destroy everything. She knew there were still a few distant cousins and their descendants left on her father's side. They lived in the north, somewhere in Lancashire. Two of the cousins had come to her father's funeral, but not her mother's. Her mother had a couple of cousins too, but she hadn't stayed in touch with them, and no one but Gabby and a couple of long-time neighbours had come to her funeral. Gabby should have paid more attention to what was being destroyed, but she'd just met Edward and fallen in love with him. Now, she sometimes ached for a sign that she belonged to a family, however scattered. She would have liked to ask the cousins about her ancestors. Sadly, her mother had even destroyed all the old address books. It was upsetting to know so little about your family. Maybe, when all this divorce stuff was over, she'd join one of those trace-your-ancestry organisations and look for her forebears. The following morning, Gabby slept late, not feeling at all like painting walls. She ate some cereal, showered and dressed very casually, then gave in to temptation and went back to read in bed. I deserve a bit of a rest, she told herself. I'll work better for it. She dozed off over her novel and woke with a start when something clunked against her bedroom window. She darted across the room but although she caught sight of a male running away down the back lane, the figure wasn't at all clear because of the trees. Opening the window, she stared down, wondering what had been thrown, and gasped when she saw a broken bottle containing pale pink liquid. It looked like petrol, like a petrol bomb, only if so, it had failed to explode. Why would someone do this? How could she make sure the device wasn't dangerous? Or was it booby-trapped to explode if she went near it? 
She was making her way cautiously downstairs when someone knocked on the front door and she nearly jumped out of her skin. She peered through the security people and saw a stranger, hand raised to knock again. It couldn't have been this man who'd thrown the bottle. He'd not have had time to get round to the front of the house. Anyway, he wasn't wearing the same sort of clothes. Looked very respectable. So, she opened the door. Gabrielle Dixon? She said it automatically, as she had many times in the past few months. I used to be. Since my divorce, I've reverted to my maiden name. Sorry, Ms. Newman, then. She was surprised. How did a complete stranger know her maiden name? He held out a card. Dan Monaghan. I'm a private investigator, member of the British Security Industry Association, if you'd like to check up on my bona fides. A lawyer called Henry Greaves has given me the task of locating you.